client doesn't always know what's good for him or like he like a lot of clients don't really know marketing they don't know marketing they know like what they want to achieve but they don't know what you know the exact tactics they want to kind of you know use to get to get them there and i think like the real intellectual kind of thing here the riddle the kind of riddle here is to figure out you know what the client really wants welcome to 20 minute leaders just sit back relax and learn from the leaders of today it's a journey each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leomitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Upwest Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with CTEC. Let's talk about marketing and how companies can get their message across. Meet Omri Hurwitz, the CEO of Omri Hurwitz Media. Omri is a tech marketer and media strategist. His client portfolio consists of some of the leading companies and startups in tech. He writes for several media channels, including Forbes, The Times of Israel, New York Tech, Newsbreak, The Venturecation, Hacker Noon, Vocal Media, Benzinga, and more. So um, Omri, you know, media specialist, strategist, you know, you're a writer yourself. I, I really enjoy reading a lot of the articles that you're that you're publishing on, on some of the most amazing um, journals in the world. But, but, but you're also working strategically with, with some of the leading startups in the Israeli ecosystem. Tell me a little bit how you entered yourself. You know, the storytelling world or media presence PR world. Awesome, man. So that's a really good question. So actually, uh, I started out. You know, I, I I grew up. I was born here in Israel. Grew up in California in uh, Sunnyvale. Uh, then moved to, uh, with my family back here to Israel, did my army service here. Then I moved kind of back to the States for a while, came back. And since I kind of came back to Israel after, you know, after my army service and after I've done my stint in the U.S., I, I was really passionate about like digital marketing and, you know, all those kind of, that kind of niche. And I actually started out doing PR in the travel industry, which is kind of, it's kind of weird, it's kind of, you know, you don't hear about that a lot. So I did PR in the travel industry. I had a client in Cyprus, in Tafrisin, and basically what I did, I was, I was like, you know, I was a 20, I don't know, 20-something-year-old kid kind of, you know, uh, um, doing weekends in Cyprus and kind of, you know, managing, you know, my client's kind of business over there. And, and it was pretty, it was an awesome experience, you know, it was at a young age kind of doing PR and kind of meeting with, you know, big business uh, sharks, as they say, you know, in Cyprus and getting a lot of experience. Uh, the only kind of, the only Kind of thing that I needed, you know, to, to kind of expand was on the kind of the financial side. So obviously, tech was starting to, you know, maneuver into becoming, you know, kind of a big thing. And I got a great offer from Yoel Israel. He's um he's the founder of White Digital. He's probably the leading B2B marketer in Israel right now. And I got an offer to be uh, working work for him on, you know, and doing advertising for startups and tech companies. And and you know. I kind of I kind of shifted into that and kind of you know and, and loved working with tech companies and startups and I was doing advertising for them you know for startups like DriveNet, Gardecore, a lot of kind of big names and what happened is I started actually doing a podcast so I had you know I had uh, uh, Bobby Francis who I know was on your show as well and I had Zor Lefkovich and Owen Owen Zev you know probably the leading VC in the world right now. Um, probably a legend, you know, in that kind of, in, in that kind of field. So 
And that gave me like a lot of, you know, kind of like uh, niche publicity, I would call that. And like the easiest transition from that was to to open up, you know, Army with Media, which is a PR agency. Because I, I felt like PR is more of my thing, you know, storytelling is more of my thing. And and that's uh, and that's what, what led me to kind of PR and do storytelling, you know, for startups. Beautiful. Okay, so so storytelling for startups. Is it, you know, how, how much strategy is there even when, you know, I'm a company, I have a product, I have a vision. I want to now share this vision with the world, not just through a comprehensive deck or a long newsletter, but I wanted to, to share it in a way that it'll be half form of entertainment, half educative. How much strategy really does one need to put into this type of idea? That's a great question, Michael. So I'll tell you my, my kind of shtick on it. So strategy is super important, right? You know, everybody's, you know, CMOs, everyone's talking about strategy, strategy, strategy. But I feel like today, you know, in our modern, super fast-paced PR landscape, uh, super, you know, uh, fast-paced media landscape, it's not only about strategy, it's more about actual tactics. So once you have a strategy, you know, strategy is pretty simple, like in my opinion. It's where the company is right now, you know, who are the competitors, and where that company or startup wants to be, you know, you know, and, and how, how you want to be recognized, right? Like, what do you want, like, third-party people saying about you? And... What I kind of found out, you know, from working with a lot of startups is that the tactics part is much more important than the strategy. So once you kind of build out a strategy, which, which is, you know, where you are right now, where you want to be, where you compare to your competitors, what the market sentiment is, you know, what, what third party people are saying about you compared to your competitors. The, the really, really important step is actually, you know, how do you strategize the tactics? You know, like what journalists are you guys talking to? You know, what publications do you want to target? What social media, like what, what kind of stuff do you want to do in social media? Are you going to be more ads focused, you know, LinkedIn ads, Google ads? Are you going to use, are you going to be more influencer based? Uh, you know, I know you interviewed Ring uh, of Ghoul in one of your last episodes. So, you know, that's another approach. You know, you can do the influencer route. So there's a lot of different stuff that it, and it really depends a lot on like the budget. And like to be transparent and honest with you, it depends a lot on, you know, the kind of uh, personality. The, the COS or the CMOS, you know, what kind of like what they believe in. You know, before we get into, you know, understanding how to think through strategically, you know, the actual, you know, the actual process of coming out with it, with announcements, how do we know what we should be measuring once the announcement is out? How do you as a market strategist know what is the right thing to be measuring um, and knowing with the success? Awesome. So that is a really great question. So there's a straightforward answer and there's kind of, you know, what I'm going to say afterwards. So this really straightforward answer is um, we use software. Our agency uses a, a, a specific software. I don't know if a lot of agencies use it yet, which basically lets us take each kind of coverage, each kind of article or podcast or whatever thing we've been able to get our client in. And, you know, we kind of copy paste the link and it helps us fetch all the stats. So it helps us fetch you know, how many social sharing it got, you know, how many views it got, how many people actually read the article, how many, how many people shared it, you know, on like uh, dark social, you know, channels like WhatsApp or LinkedIn or Facebook Messenger, those kind of stuff. So it gives us a really good picture, you know, of kind of, you know, how, how that kind of article or PR coverage kind of performed. So that's like, I think the straightforward answer kind of thing. Um, the second thing is that, you know, I'm a bit, I'm a big believer in media amplification. 
which basically, you know, once we kind of get the, like there's a, 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 a big part is getting, you know, coverage for your client. But once we got the coverage, we got to kind of amplify it on certain channels like Hacker News or Indie Hackers or Reddit or, you know, Quora or, you know, um, Twitter and use those kind of channels to make that piece go viral and get more, you know, get more eyeballs on it. So that's basically, you know, how we do it. Uh, but but yeah. are, are, you, are you setting matrix with, you know, with the person that is going to be creating this PR or, or creating the, the, you know, the, the story, are you setting KPIs ahead of them to know whether you're reaching a success? Is that really how it's done? Yeah. So we have, so yeah. So, okay. So basically, you know, the old way of doing PR is basically, you know, someone telling you, Hey, I want, uh, get me into TechCrunch, get me into Forbes. You know, that's like the old way of doing PR. Today, you know, like what, what we're trying to do is kind of come in and say, hey, let's be more strategic about it. So, okay, if we get this TechCrunch article, yes, you might get, get uh, you know, one big spike of website visitors, you know, in the next uh, two days. But we got to be more strategic on, you know, how this kind of plans out for like long term kind of strategizing. So basically, um, to answer your question, yeah, we basically sit, at, we sit down with them, we tell them, hey, this is our previous case studies. This is what this article did for this client. This is what we think we can do for you guys. And we got to set, you know, the KPIs. It's really important for me to say, you know, um, PR KPIs are measured by brand awareness, basically, by website visit visitors, by the sentiment. There's a way to measure sentiment value compared to your competitors. And that's basically, you know, the KPIs we measure. Sometimes, like a client will come to me and say, listen, are we the last... Um, C-Tech article, you, you, you got us in, you know, got us a lot of leads, you know, but I, I'll say, Hey, I'm happy you got leads from that, but it's not like, I, I don't, I have no control and no one has any control if, you know, a specific PR kind of item will give you leads or not. It's not advertising. So that's kind of the KPIs kind of, kind of setting. So from the moment that you just that, that you're starting to work with a company or organization, whatever that has a story to be told, what is the actual process that you would go through to strategically from the time of the inception to the time where it's actually time to measure what, what happened with the article out live? Yeah, cool. So we have like a, we have like a document, which is, you know, kind of thing we go through with each client, which is basically, you know, who are your competitors? What is the last PR you've guys done? What is the last funding round you guys done? What is your business KPIs? You know, what do you want to, achieve, you know, what's your business, because business KPIs are really different from media KPIs. And we kind of need to find a way to kind of align them, you know, so if if a client, for example, if a client is looking for funding, there's really specific actions where we want to take, you know, if it's to get a, a piece covered by a specific influencer, that we know, like VCs are more kind of, um, more kind of, uh, uh, they have like a leeway to them, and they kind of read the specific influencer. Or if it's like, if they just want to get like really big brand awareness, maybe, you know, trying to aim for like a Forbes article is going to do a better job. So that's like kind of a thing we do straight on. That's the first step. The second step is actually doing the work. So doing the work is actually pitching, actually communicating with the publications, actually trying to, you know, finding a good angle for everything. And the third step is the amplification process of it all. So once, you know, we've got, you know, let's say, we're recording this podcast, right? Once you send me the link when it's live, 
we're going to take it. We're going to amplify it. We're going to put it on Indie Hackers. We're going to put it on Reddit. We're going to put ads on it. We're going to do a lot of different things to make sure our target audience is seeing this kind of interview. So we're not, you know, we're not just letting, you know, your audience, you know, do the interview and that's it. We're going to actually amplify it. And the fourth, fourth step is kind of after we've done those three things is we're looking at the kind of KPIs and seeing how we're going to do it better for the next piece or, you know, so that's kind of our shtick. Yeah. But not a lot of PR agencies do that. Yeah. How do you, how do you go about even understanding, you know, customer behavior and consumer behavior that, that how they're going to be responding to these stories, because you're also, you're working with a variety of brands on a variety of topics. So you sort of have to get into their shoes and understand, okay, how do I strategically understand how the people that are going to read this, whether it's the general public or more targeted audience, how they're going to be receptive to this. That's the hardest thing to do. That's the most difficult thing to do. And that is, you know, what, you know, me as a marketer, I'm trying to get better every single day at it. And it's a learning curve. I'll give you an example. Uh, we have a cybersecurity client of ours. Okay. So we got him a really good coverage in a really nice uh, European publication. And after that, they came, they came to me and said, listen, Omri, the cybersecurity company was is the cybersecurity, not company, the cybersecurity um, community is it doesn't like that specific publication. There's no chance I would have known that, you know, because I'm not a cybersecurity guy. I'm not, you know, in, in those niche communities. And once once they told me that, I thought, hey, I, I told my team, actually, I said, hey, guys, listen, we had no idea, you know, because that publication that we got them in is like really good for all of our other clients. But for we had to do a better job in kind of understanding, you know, from their kind of view, you know, you said, you know, being in their shoes kind of thing. So it's really difficult, but like what we're going to, what, what we're trying to do right now is, you know, kind of uh, reverse engineer it or, you know, so we come up, we tell the client, hey, what is your target publications? And we sometimes do it straight on with the client and sometimes we do with the client's prospects. So if let's say, um, you know, we have a client in the cybersecurity space and he has, uh, prospects or cybersecurity CISOs, we will go directly to those CISOs and tell them, hey, guys, um, what kind of publications are you reading? You know, what are you consuming? So and then kind of, you know, take it from there and engineer it from, you know, from that way and kind of do it the other way around. Right. You know, kind of get the end goal in mind and then kind of see how we kind of go there instead of trying to build something, you know, up front. Uh, I, I love it. Omri, tell me, you know, about yourself a little bit. You know, where where does this passion for marketing and passion for 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 storytelling come from? Where where is this from? Yeah. So obviously, uh, I write. I love writing. So I write for a lot of publications. You know, like Forbes and Hacker News and Times of Israel and T Pranks and a lot of you know those publications. And I love storytelling. So my favorite hobby actually is watching movies, watching movies, watching TV shows, reading books. So I kind of I kind of try to say, OK, actually, when I was younger, I thought maybe I would be an actor or a director or something. So and now I kind of took, OK, if I'm not an actor or a director, how can I be a director in tech? Like, how can I kind of make produce like movies or TV shows through, you know, startups? So that's that's kind of my, my thing, you know, and, and that's like how that's why I'm so passionate about, about marketing, because you're essentially creating storylines in the real world for real people and real companies. I love it. What, what has been the most you know, challenging or intellectually stimulating piece 
of your work here? You know, if you're looking at, at your day-to-day work, where is it really that you have to get your mind really going? Ah, uh, I think you're going to love this. So I think like for real, I'll be as transparent as honest. I think it's the actual clients, the actual client. So um, actually, Minkowski, I don't know if you know him. He actually told me that and, and I'm starting to realize it now. So there's like in PR and storytelling, there's three kind of angles. There's a triangle. There's um, the client, there's the journalist or the media publication, and there's the audience, right? So with like the audience and the media publication, it's kind of more straightforward. It's kind of, you know, more easy. But the real intellectual things is with the client because the client doesn't always know what's good for him or like he, like a lot of clients don't really know marketing. They don't know marketing. They know like what they want to achieve, but they don't know what, you know, the exact tactics they want to kind of, you know, use to get to get them there. And I think like the real intellectual kind of thing here, the riddle, the kind of real here is to figure out, you know, what the client really wants. Is it an ego play? Does he want to be in Forbes and tell all his, all his friends he's been on Forbes? Or does he really want specific traction for himself, you know, or for like for his company, for the product, for the service? So actually, um, there's in Israel, we see a lot of employer branding kind of sticks, right? I, I'm not a big fan of it, but people do it. They do all those, you know, fundraising articles and, you know, and they talk about like why their office has, you know, a good, you know, coffee station. And even, you know, they kind of joked about it. You know, I don't know if you've seen it with the webos and everything. So those kind of clients, I'm kind of, I'm not really interested in working with those kind of people. I'm more interested in working with the people who they really care about technology and about the service and about the product. And they want to do PR on that. So that that's kind of, to answer your question, that's kind of the, the, the most challenging thing. I love it. And and next to the most challenging thing, the most exhilarating part of the whole thing. Okay. Um getting getting the actual coverage in, getting like sending yeah. like sending you know an article to my client and, and like hearing him say, listen, Omri, this article, this podcast, this PR item, whatever, has really accelerated my business, my you know, it really made an impact on my life, you know. So that's kind of that's the most accelerating thing. You know, I think that a lot of people, you know, they look at perhaps PR or, or media and, and it's, some may become skeptic about it. Some may not understand, you know, the importance of it, but at the end, it's, it's just the ability to, to share some of the most meaningful work that you've been doing to the world. And, 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 you know, I'm looking at a lot of these incredible companies building incredible, incredible things that have perhaps have a hard time really fine tuning the message because sometimes it's hard to dilute, you know, a work of a hundred people over a course of three years to, you know, a 500 word article that makes people understand what it, what it is we're working about here. And so I, I definitely think the work that you're doing is, is important. That it's an important service, not just to the companies, but at the end to people to understand what's happening here and how can different people get involved. So Omri, really thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. I appreciate uh, your time here very much and your work. And uh, I particularly enjoy uh, reading your newsletters. So thank you very much for sending those and uh, stay safe and stay healthy Omri. Thank you very much. You too, man. Have a good one.